0: I am a breast cancer warrior. (laughs) That's the word that I choose to use.
1: That's Sofia Romero. She's sitting on her off-white couch, surrounded by fluffy cushions. Chip, her long-haired chihuahua, is passed out against her thigh. Sofia's brown curly hair is straight today. She's wearing large hoop earrings and three gold chains. The middle one is holding a cross pendant. It's the day before Thanksgiving, And her Brooklyn apartment is ready for the holidays, Christmas tree and all. The flames of a virtual fireplace are dancing on her 50-inch TV screen. Sophia is in a festive mood, but that wasn't always the case. Around the holidays three years ago, she got some news that changed her life. I'm Shakti Langlois-Ortega, and this is Onomanopia a podcast about the people and places of New York City. In this episode, Beating Cancer at 29.
0: Let's take it all the way back. So beginning of 2018.
1: Sophia was living in LA. She got out of the shower one day and felt a lump on her right breast. She didn't think much of it at first. She's healthy and wasn't even 30 yet. But several months went by and the lump was still there.
0: Every single doctor that I saw, everybody was like, this looks like something, but you're way too young to have breast cancer.
1: So Sophia went on with her life. Between her work at Snap Inc., what used to be called Snapchat, and her active social life, she was busy.
0: It was a comforting illusion. And it was easier to believe that than assume
1: the worst. But a few days before Christmas, she got a call from her doctor, asking her to come in immediately. That's when she got the news. It was cancer. There are more than 3.8 million women with a history of breast cancer in the U.S. alone. Women are usually diagnosed after 50. But Sophia has a rare genetic mutation that gave her what she calls an old lady cancer.
0: I did my crying in the office, called my mother, gave her the bad news. Uh, She was at Costco (laughs) shopping, and and now I've ruined Costco for her. Sophia's sister,
1: Natalie, happened to be in LA for work, so she extended her trip to be by her sister's side. I think it just sucked to see that she had to be strong when what you want to be is just a fucking mess. You know, like you want to just scream and be like, why? Sophia powered through the next couple of weeks, coasting from one doctor's appointment to the next. But there was something she wasn't doing.
0: There was no acknowledgement of my feelings. There was no acknowledgement of what was really happening. Up until then, everything had run so quickly, but also so seamlessly. So I was having like this beautiful experience, which sounds really weird. I was having a beautiful experience with cancer. So why would I sit down and think of the ugly or the scary or whatever? I wasn't allowing myself to.
1: Sophia underwent surgery and, a few hours later, the tumor was gone. Shortly after she returned home, Natalie posted a video of her sister dancing and swinging her arms from side to side with her middle fingers up, singing along Te Bote, which means I threw you out or I got rid of you.
0: And I'm listening to the music and I'm just like, wow, like, that's how I really feel right now. Like, I feel empowered to just be like, nah, fuck this. Like, I control this. You did me wrong. You would think that I had gone through the worst breakup in the world and it was literally about cancer.
1: Sophia was unwilling to put her life on pause for too long. So after only two weeks, she went back to work. But every morning before heading to the office, she got a round of radiation, Monday through Friday, for a full month.
0: I was insane, I should not have done that, but it's what I had to do to get through it. I had to not think about my cancer in order to get through my cancer.
1: It was also a way to prove to herself that she could do it, that she could kick cancer's ass, not the other way around. But one night, her shield cracked.
0: I went out with friends and was reckless and just drank way too much, and got in the car with my best friend, Sebastian, and he was like, all right, no bullshit, what's wrong with you? And I looked at him and said for the first time ever, I just don't want to die.
1: And then 2020 happened. First, the pandemic, then the murder of George Floyd. Sophia is a woman of color and a diversity specialist in a mostly white tech industry. So the racial reckoning that followed meant that she worked nonstop. In the midst of it, she packed up and moved back to New York to be closer to her sister. She figured that'd fix everything. But one Saturday morning, Sophia was venting to her therapist via Zoom when she realized that she had reached a boiling point.
0: I looked like I was an addict tweaking out she's like i've seen you post-cancer i've seen you through the end of the world i've seen you through racial injustice protests and you've never looked this bad she's like you need to take time off
1: so that's what sophia did she took three full months to process it all
0: i gave myself the chance to do the freaking work and sit down with myself and be like all right cool so you just rushed through the past three years of craziness in your life How about you sit with it and actually deal with it? Um, Which is not fun, but I did it. (laughs) Shout out to therapy.
1: (laughs) This holiday season, for the first time in what seems like forever, Sophia can finally breathe.
0: I'm so at peace now. I'm so balanced. I'm happy. I'm dating somebody for the first time in seven years. And like to be able to say that I'm ending a year genuinely at peace is, is really dope.
1: This episode of Onomanopia was created by me, Shakti Laglua Ortega. Onomanopeia is a production of the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism. Joanne Farian is our executive producer and professor. Original theme music by Lee Feldman. Other music by Blue Dot Sessions. Our graphic was created by Sunny Bean. Special thanks to Columbia Digital Librarian Michelle Wilson.